Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So glad to have you on this Wednesday. It is the Maggie and Perloff show. Counting down until AFC and NFC championship games. If you're wondering, Patrick Mahomes not only said he's feeling good, the high ankle sprain, he's feeling good getting treatment, but Andy Reid saying today, Perloff, that he expects Mahomes to do everything in practice that he would have normally done. Okay, so, I was a little great. surprised by that. That's practice. Can Andy Reid guarantee that he's going to be able to spin twice out of tackles and throw a no-look pass 15 yards down the field to yeah, Travis Kelsey? With Hedrickson is yeah, like yeah. A bearing Leaning down on, on his you. Leg, yeah. uh, he did not say that. I don't know if he was asked that specifically, but um, that's the latest update because that really is, I would say, the biggest storyline heading into the weekend Absolutely, is the health of Patrick Mahomes and, and how he's going to look. Listen, admirable for him and gutty to come back against Jacksonville. I don't know if Chad Henney could have beaten Jacksonville. Probably not. I mean, Jacksonville at the end, they're driving before the Agnew fumble. I mean, I thought that this was going to be a much, you know, I thought that was going to be maybe a turning point for them in the game. They needed Mahomes to come back. He did. Mm. He played through injury. They won, and here they are. But how can you say that? Chad Henney had nothing but success. I know, but I I have to imagine that. I don't know that. I, finally, sure. the defense would have figured something out if they got a second bite at the apple at Henny. Yeah, but Mahomes didn't really do that much after he came back. Except get the ball to Kelsey consistently. Yeah, I think Henny could have done that too. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's a, a long stretch. I never really thought. I know that Jacksonville did come back at the end. I felt like the Chiefs, if they needed to turn on the gas, could have done it. Yeah, but that's the interesting thing, right? What are we going to see coming up on Sunday? If you need to, like, you know turn on the gas, so to speak, as you're saying, is Mahomes going to be able to do it or is the injury, you know, going to um, really hamper him? But here's the thing about that situation with the Chiefs. Nobody can play with a lead anymore in the NFL. I don't care That's if it's true. Chad Henney or Patrick Mahomes. Everybody just lets everyone come back. I'm not sure why, but that I think it was a little bit of a situation. The Chiefs lost some urgency and kind of sat back against the Jags, I thought. Wow. I mean, I don't know if I saw it that way. I think everyone was kind of off kilter because of the Mahomes injury. Okay, he's here? Yes? Oh, fantastic. Okay, we know we have a ton of Raider fans in the audience, and this is one of our favorites to talk to. Of course, it's the great Tim Brown, the Hall of Fame wide receiver. And, Tim, it's Maggie and Perloff here in New York. Thank you so much for joining us on behalf of the Invited Celebrity Classic, which we'll talk about in just a moment. How you been, Tim? I've been good. How are you guys? We're doing excellent. You know, Perloff, one of the last times that I got a, the honor and privilege of interviewing Tim Brown 
We went through, Tim, every quarterback who had ever thrown you a touchdown in the NFL. And I think it was like 28 guys or something. And you got them all. To your credit, you remembered every one of them. Wait, I actually have a better Tim Brown story that Tim will not remember. Okay. Tim, I used to work on the Dan Patrick Show, and I believe you came into our New York office, and I played you in ping pong. (laughs) Oh, that's better. That's that's a very good possibility because I'm a I love ping pong. No yes, doubt about it. You were amazing. Are you really good at ping pong? I think you are. Just tell me I beat you. Just just tell me that. Uh, yeah, you, are you easily? I think you were using your offhand and you beat me. <laughs> oh man, uh, Tim, thanks again for carving out some time for us. You know, first off, high ankle sprains. You know, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes is kind of the big story going into the weekend. Have you ever had to play sure. on a high ankle sprain? What does it feel like? Yeah, I did. I think before they were calling it a high ankle sprain, <laughs> I had a high ankle sprain, you know. So it was it was early 90s. And, um, you know, we found a little remedy, though. And I don't know, and I haven't heard of anybody else ever trying this, but it was the Raiders training staff, right? So anything goes, right, with, with those guys back in the day. <laughs> but uh, what what they did was they found a spot on my high ankle where, where it was uh, hurting, and they put a piece of felt right there and they taped it as tight as I could take it without cutting off my circulation and then they just taped my ankle normally and that kept enough of the pressure off of the pain away that I was able to go out and play. Now I, I limped I scored on a 65 yard touchdown it was, it was versus the Giants and after that play I was done because it was hurting too bad but I was able to play so you know I mean I think now I mean I was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So I'm sure they've come up with something on how to deal with this. So it'll, it'll be interesting, interesting to see um, how he plays with this uh, with this injury. Is there any case where you think Patrick Mahomes is going to be, you know, he tends to improvise a lot. Maybe he'll be on schedule and do exactly what Andy Reid says, and maybe there'll be a different kind of Chiefs offense where he gets rid of the ball quicker and that'll be effective? Or do they need him to move around a lot? Yeah, well, I just think in his in his head, he believes he has to move around, right? He has to be able to. Now, you saw the last part of that game where he where he really couldn't, and he did what he had to do. But I, I think starting the game out, if he doesn't show that he can move, then if I'm Cincinnati, I'm sending seven people at him every time, right? I'm just going to blitz him to death and make him be really, really uncomfortable, you know? So uh, I think he has to show that he has the ability to move, even if it's just a quarter, a rollout pass or something of that nature. I think he has to show that he's not trying to be a pocket quarterback. Tim Brown is our guest. The Hall of Famer is on behalf of the Invited Celebrity Classic. It's the second annual. It's going on April 21st to the 23rd at Las Colinas Country Club in Irving, Texas. I hope I pronounced that correctly. You got, mm-hmm. You've got... PGA pros, you've got celebrities and sports stars. It's going to be fantastic. It's got a charitable side to it as well. We'll get to that more in just a moment. Tim, we've got so many Raider fans who are in our audience. We are on in Las Vegas, we're proud to say. So we've been asking this question about the next Raiders quarterback, if it's not Jared Stidham. Uh, (laughs) Tom Brady, perhaps Aaron Rodgers, if a trade is on the table there, who do you see as the next Raiders QB? Oh, boy, I tell you what, I I really don't know. You know, I haven't seen enough of Stidham to be able to say that he's a guy and, uh, you know, let him have a job. Uh, But I do believe that McDaniels believes in this kid, right, because he wouldn't have brought him from from New England with him, and certainly he wouldn't have done what he did at the end of the season, upsetting probably every Raider fan. You know, people may not have liked Derek Carr. You know, some people may have been down on him this year, but – I think, you know, everybody felt as if he had, 
he should have been allowed to finish out the year uh, as a Raiders quarterback. So to do what they did, I think, is um, is a big, big move on their part. So I hope they have a plan uh, in place. But I, I can't tell you at this particular point what it's going to be because uh, Stidham looked great at times, and then, you know, he throws an interception. I know he got hit, but at the end of the game, to, to really lose the game for him. So um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I don't think Tom Brady should be in the, in the, in the, in the plans at all. But, you know, because of their relationship, I, I think that's uh, that's a possibility also. Yeah, why not, Tim? Well, I, I think Tom is starting to show that he's 45, 46 years old. You know what I mean? I think um, his inability to move. I mean, when you look at the quarterbacks, you know, um, in the league today, you have very, very few uh, who are pocket quarterbacks. You know, I mean, I mean, Joe Burrow is probably the closest thing you get, but – God knows when he, when it's time to run, he can get out the pocket and make it happen. You know, Tom Brady is never going to do that. And I just don't believe in this league, you know, yeah, Tom just won all these Super Bowls, this and that. But I, I just think the league is going to the to the point where you have to have a quarterback that's able to move around and get some things done with his feet every once in a while. You think Brady is going to play at all next year? Well, you know, I tell you what, man, when you blow it up the way he's blown it up, you know, I, I don't know. You know, maybe he doesn't go go and retire now because, you know, the family situation isn't what he was thinking it was going to be. You know, so maybe maybe this is his family now. Maybe he tries to hold on and and, and do that thing. But, um, you know, I, at some point I would I would hope that, you know, I I was saying it's about you know something not nearby as big as this, but with some family members, you know, at at some point you got to have somebody in your life that when they tell you it's time, mm-hmm. it's time. You know what I mean? And I just hope Tom has that person that can really speak to him. And, you know, they may not think it's time, but when they say, hey, Tom, you need to think about it, bro, then I, I hope Tom is not just, you know, shoving him off and, and doing his own thing. I hope he really has somebody that he can dig down with and, and talk about this stuff with. Well, Tim, you played till you were 38. For a wide receiver, that's kind of Tom Brady years too. Did you have someone? <laughs> played well, yeah. Yeah. Did you? What? What made you decide finally to hang him up? Well, it, it was. It was. I, I can tell you, going into the last game of the year, Emmett, uh, Emmett and I played against each other. I'm at Tampa, and he's at Arizona. And on the field, he asked me uh, before the game, Timmy, what are you going to do? And I told him, I said, Emmett. Somebody told me just because you can don't mean you should. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he walked away from me going, just because you can don't mean you should. Just because, I mean, he was repeating it. So he ended up retiring that year, too. You know, I, I think for me, you know, uh, the move from Oakland, the way it happened uh, was so disturbing because that's not how I planned, planned for it to go out that, you know, going to Tampa was really a soft spot for me because I knew Gruden, I knew Bruce Allen, I knew players there, I knew half of the guys are very well on the Tampa team already, so it was a great place for me to to go. I don't think I could have gone back to Tampa, so, I mean, I got three or four calls, but I had twins who were eight months old at the time. You know, it, it was time. It was time for me to move on. Well, Emmett Smith also going to be at the Invited Celebrity Classic, the second annual. Tim Brown will be playing along with John Smoltz. Got to keep your eye out for him. We heard Smoltz is a really good yeah. golfer. Demarcus Ware, Greg Maddox, uh, Pudge Rodriguez, 
Adam Thielen, so many celebrities, and of course, uh, proceeds for the event will benefit the Momentous Institute. It's an important North Texas nonprofit dedicated to helping children in need. Again, April 21st to the 23rd at Las Colinas Country Club. Uh, Tim, what about Derek Carr and his future? You mentioned, you know, it's a little messy how it ended at the end of the season. What do you think is an ideal landing spot for him? Where should he go? Well, I tell you what, it's pretty interesting right now. You know, I know he has a lot of opportunities because, I mean, there are a lot of teams with with quarterbacks, but I think Derek could be an upgrade to to their situation. So, I mean, if, if Tom leaves, I think Tampa is a great spot. Um, you know, I, I don't think he would go to New York because uh, after being in a in a in a in a dome for the last couple of years, I think that would be a tough tough situation for him to be in. You know, I'm hearing the Texans may be a place where he's where he's looking, and I can see him doing that because of the no taxes in, in Texas and all that. But um, you know, and, and they got a good young team there that uh, he can probably help build build around. Uh, so yeah, I, I think there are several options for him, and um, you know, I, I wish him well afterwards. After he put the long speech out, I I uh, you know DM'd him, and you know we talked for a little bit. So. You know, I wish him well, man. He gave uh, the Raiders all he could possibly give him. And, you know, you a guy like that, you, you hope he can move on and do something great. Tim, one last Raiders question from me. So they sit at number seven in the draft. Is this the time to think about quarterback? You have a lot of older players like Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, Darren Waller. So it doesn't feel like a rebuild, but you're there at number seven. Are they going to be tempted by bringing in a rookie quarterback? Oh yeah, well they have to be. I think you know. I, you know, I, I guess it's going to really depend on what happens in this free agent season, and um, if if they have their eye on somebody, and um, you know, if they can, you know, get somebody to come take a look at what they're trying to accomplish. So, um, you know, if that doesn't happen, I think they almost have to have to bring in a quarterback. You know, out, out of the draft. You know, maybe he's not a first rounder. You know, but maybe you got somebody you think is a dark horse. You know, dark dark horse out there. So. Uh, I think from that standpoint, man, you know, uh, boy, I tell you what, McDaniels have, has not made this thing easy for himself, that's for <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, I think uh, some of these moves he's making, you know, they're very bold moves, but if they don't work, man, I tell you what, people are going to be calling for his head. So I, I wish him well, obviously, but uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how this all works out for him. You know, Tim, I feel like there might be an obvious answer here, which is maybe Devontae Adams goes to McDaniels in the front office and says, hey, trade for Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, Adams, I'm sure, you know, we know he and Derek Carr love, you know, playing with each other going back to college. Now Carr is not going to be part of the equation. I doubt Devontae Adams wants to play with a rookie, right? Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't see that happening at this point. You know, I, I'm, um, I, I'm, I'm for sure that Devontae is not too happy with this situation. And that's just me believing that. So I probably shouldn't say that I'm for sure about it, but um, I'm just saying it this way. If I was in this position, I would not be happy about what's happening right now. So that being said, you know, it may never make the front pages, but I just got to figure that he's talking to them going, Hey, you know, you guys got to do something here. I didn't come here to play the next five, six, seven years you know, with, with, with some young kids, you know. So, um, like I said, I mean, McDaniels has put himself in some tough, tough positions that uh, he's going to have to make some big, big-time uh, calls here, you know, in the next few months. And um, if, if they're not the right calls, well, I tell you what, he, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an ugly season for the Raiders next year, I believe. 
the Hall of Famer Tim Brown. Right now, uh, well, the second annual Invited Celebrity Classic. It's a nationally televised PGA Tour champions competition. 78 PGA Tour champions, 40 sports and entertainment stars, including, obviously, the Hall of Famer Tim Brown. April 21st to the 23rd at Las Colinas Country Club in Irving, Texas. The tickets pearl off absolutely free. You go to www.invitedcelebrityclassic.com. It'll also be live on Golf Channel. You're not going to be nervous about this, will you, Tim? It's live. This is not, you know, <laughs> this is not you catching well, touchdown passes. You tee it off. <laughs> well, years ago, there was another tournament that we played with the senior pros. And, you know, I played with Chichi Rodriguez and all those guys back in the day. So, um, you know, now I, I feel like an old man. I feel like I'm just as old as these guys. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I have it in those, those kind of nerves around anymore. So uh, <laughs> it, it's going to be fun to see Ernie, Ernie Els and Bernard Langer and those Rateev and see those guys out there. I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, you know, loving golf the way I have over the years, you know, I've, I've basically grown up with those guys, um, you know, playing golf. So, so this should be a lot of fun, no doubt about it. Enjoy it. Have fun, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Of course, the Raiders are going to be a major, major story all off season. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate that. Wow, who knew? Hall of Famer Tim Brown, big Retief Goosen fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did not they know. They grew that. up together. They <laughs> <laughs> grew up watching Felt Retief like Goosen. It, yeah, yeah. I remember there was a day Ernie else was a big deal. Yeah, uh, not, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Actually, the funny thing is, you know, pro athletes, as amazing as they are, they worship the pro golfers. Because it's always like, if this fell through, you know, could I go to the tour? Steph Curry, uh, the, the guys now, Romo, they all love it. Steph Curry probably has more respect for Jordan Spieth than he does Michael Jordan. They they talk about <laughs> golfers. <laughs> they talk about golfers. True. You know, but you know golfers. The way go- a- avid golfers look up to those guys like they're superhuman. Wait a minute. It, the Pro Bowl, I think, is doing like a longest off the tee. The 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 that's a hockey the football Pro Bowl. So wait, I saw today <laughs> yeah. the hockey was incorporating golf. Is football too? Yeah, because like Kyle Brandt was doing an interview with Josh Allen, and apparently the Mannings are doing like a longest off the tee at the Pro Bowl, oh, and yes. Allen was like, "I'd win it, no hesitation." He said the bot the floor for him is three thirty off the tee. Well, we saw him in the in the match yeah. against Brady and uh, Rogers. Yeah. Uh, oh. I don't think Case Keenum's going to be at the thing, but he's one of the greatest. He's one of the best golfers in the NFL. He came in fourth in the, uh, what's the one, American Century Classic last year. I have to get him in on this. Hockey is also incorporating golf into their all-star game. I'll tell you one thing that will kill your golf game, playing in Buffalo. (laughs) You (laughs) are not sneaking out for 18 at any point. I mean, the Pro Bowl games do look pretty fun. There's dodgeball. There's a lightning round. There's a longest drive. There's a precision passing on Madden. Wait, what's the lightning round? Lightning round is each conference will select 16 players. Uh, Let's see. Teammates pairings will toss water balloons back and forth from increasing distances. Then the second round will be catching punts from a jugs machine. And the third round will be... uh, will aim at targets attached to a bucket hanging above the head of an opposing conference's coach. This all sounds incredible. Is this like camp? It's like double dare. <laughs> Who thought this up? Like, well, did you get some camp director? Listen, they're doing the Nickelodeon broadcast. I'm sure there's going to be some slime. Steve Summers is going to show up. It's yeah. going to be fantastic. The NHL is topping this. I wasn't. I didn't make this up. Yeah. They, they are having something called pitch and puck, where all the All-Stars are going to compete on a f- par-four golf hole featuring Island Green. 
with hockey sticks and golf balls. I believe Billy, it's a Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I think it's Happy Gilmore. <laughs> well, how did it take them this long to come up with that? Oh, and they're going to have a puck and a ball. So all the pros, I tell you, pro athletes, golf. It's yeah, an obsession. I know. <laughs> I'm like, am Happy I going to watch this stuff? <laughs> I think we have to watch I, it now. I'm I think maybe li- we have to watch it. I'm more likely to watch the lightning round and, you know, the longest drive competition than I am the Pro Bowl. Dude, I once went to the Pro Bowl. Oh, See, I feel like if, if it was in Hawaii, yeah. like, it would be no. cool. Please tell me it you was went in, in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like it was or the, Orlando or whatever it was. It was the last time the Super Bowl was in Phoenix. You they had went the Pro to Bowl. the Pro Bowl? They had the Pro Bowl like the Sunday before the Super Bowl. That was yeah. when they did it in between. And it was in Arizona. Oof. So we flew in. We're like, well, you know, we're here to what work. Was it Let's like? go to the what Pro Bowl. What was the atmosphere? Like, worse than a preseason game. Just everyone's <laughs> super famous. So it's like, oh, my gosh, it's so-and-so. It's like, but he's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. 855-212-4CBS. Did you see also the NBA All-Star game, what they're going to do now? They're going to pick sides right before the game. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's cool. That's like like out on the playground. Just like boom, 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 let's go. They uh, got to dig deep for some of these uh, all-star yeah, games. These Clearly, are, we're not watching them. All these stretches are not working. No. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Kind of buried the lead there. Tim Brown doesn't think Tom Brady should play next year. That was kind <laughs> of a big one. Too. And also, you know, believes that if Josh McDaniels doesn't figure out the quarterback situation, he's probably on the hot seat. What else did Tim He also Brown said the... The Bengals should blitz the heck out of Patrick Mahomes to start the game. He said that. I thought that was interesting. And he also said if he was Devontae Adams, he would not be happy with the situation if they draft a rookie. Yeah. It was, that, a, good, it was a good interview. Yeah. He's so nice that you don't realize he's kind of dropping some bombs <laughs> He <out>. really was. <laughs> he says it in such a nice way. Oh, he's what like, a wow. gentleman. He just took out Tom Brady. By the way, I, I <laughs> didn't want to tell him. He was just being very nice. I whooped him in ping pong. That's not true. I absolutely oh. destroyed him. Dude, he's this good of a golfer. It means oh. he has to be good at ping pong, golf, and tennis. I got the sneaky good at ping pong. No, I, it was my home ping pong table. That I'm pretty nothing. sure I beat Tim Brown. I beat Smoltz once. What do you mean a home ping pong table? What does that mean? It was the set it was at the a, Dan Patrick show. It was the studio. <laughs> no, I understand this, but like, like, do you no. have like home court, home, yeah. home it's like a, table It's like the arrowhead of ping pong tables. You, <laughs> do you know what side of the table is slicker than uh, ours? And like, which, where's the dead spot? Look at the analytics, Mike. All <laughs> His home road splits are crazy. 855-212-4CBS. All right, we will get to... The stat we couldn't get over. We couldn't get over this. We heard it. We're like, this has got to be fake. How can this be? We'll get into it next. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. Maggie and I, in the break, were dissecting everything Tim Brown said. It was a lot. He delivered it in a very 
very nice and gentlemanly way, but he actually had some really interesting things to say. Most notably, he does not think the Raiders should pursue Tom Brady. Nope. He thinks Tom Brady looks old. Yep. And that you, looking at the Final Four, you need a mobile quarterback these days to win in the NFL. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl last year, and he doesn't move at all. Yeah. So, but I, I get what he's saying. You look at Jalen Hurts, you look at it, Mahomes when he's healthy, you look at Burrow, you look, well, Brock Purdy's different. Josh Allen, of course, runs around. So, no, but Purdy gets out, like, it's not running like Josh Allen is, yeah. but it's getting out on those yeah. bootlegs and stuff. And, like, the thing about Stafford is he had Cooper Cup on an all-time year. I mean, Cooper Cup should have won the MVP last year. It was like he could stand there and deliver the ball to Cup like he had, you know, he had some really yeah, but, nice weapons. No, I know, but, but know. I think what? like they, Has uh, there ever been a mobile quarterback to win a Super Bowl other than Mahomes? No, right? It's been Brady. Brady, Steve Nick Young. Foles, Steve Young, and that was 1994. It was a long time ago. The, and also, he wasn't Super Bowl. That was at the well, end of his career. Well, how about got to a Super Bowl? Do you have to necessarily win it? Like Cam Newton got to the Super Bowl. He, no, I think you have to win it. To, to build a champion, you need a pocket quarterback, right? Isn't that the general thinking? I mean, Russell Wilson won. Yeah, He's not because pocket. of the defense. Well, and, not, I mean, they hung right. 40, Wilson, 43 points but on the Broncos in that game. But look at it. It's been Staff, Stafford, Mahomes was mobile. Then you had a lot of Eli, Tom Brady, a non-mobile Big Ben, Nick Foles. Oh, Nick Foles caught a touchdown. <laughs> Rodgers doesn't doesn't sprint down the field that much. He's mobile, but he, I wouldn't call him a mobile quarterback. Drew Brees obviously doesn't run. I mean, Roethlisberger. Yeah. Not, no. not the same. Not the same. But maybe things are changing because these guys sure can run. But they get hurt. Mahomes gets hurt. He was running everywhere against the Jags. Anyway, it's a, that's really interesting for the Raiders. But I'd like th- to see what they're going to do. I think what's funny and what's inter- most interesting about uh, Tim Brown saying he does not believe that Brady should be in the plans for the for, for the Raiders is I think a lot of people are kind of penciling in Brady to sort of go to the Raiders because of McDaniels, because of the weapons. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but somebody put it on a website in Tampa, some grainy footage, but it, it looks like it is definitely Brady at a Miami middle school or something or Miami country day, uh, a Miami private school taking a tour. Okay. Okay. When he has kids who are like 15 and 13 and eight. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I mean, looking at schools in Miami. So where do you rank? What's more important? The real estate agent or the looking at schools? schools? Because I know very well, LeBron James supposedly looked at my high school, (laughs) suburban Pennsylvania and LeBron James is not in a 76ers uniform. So I, do not buy into the school <laughs> argument. You realize you said, I know he's supposedly. <laughs> yeah, everything. I'd like yeah. to see that application for Tom Brady's kids. Well, the funny thing was, I think Giselle hated Tampa Bay, right? Wasn't that rumor out there? I don't know. I don't know if she hated Tampa. Oh, I, re- I don't think she liked Boston by the end. I think that was a bummer. I've read that she could not stand being in Tampa Bay, and she wanted to be in a, a real city like Miami or New York. Oh, okay. I mean, I like Tampa. I- but Let's Tam- not hate on Tampa. It's beautiful there. If you're Giselle Bunchkin and you're in the fashion industry, what is the city you want to be in? Well, New York. Or? L.A. No. I, Miami's a oh. gigantic fashion town. <laughs> I don't know. You, I could kept guessing. Well, it's, I think it'd be Miami, New Paris. York. <laughs> Miami's a hub of fashion. Tampa Bay is certainly not. And there's nothing against Tampa. I like Tampa, too. But for got Giselle. Got the Dali Museum there? 855-2124-CBS. <laughs> it's a don't staple. Dali. It's a staple when you go down for spring training. Uh, let's go to David, who's in North Carolina. Picked up on something Perloff said. What's up, David? 
Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. Um, Maggie, I need you to write this shit, ma'am. We cannot have Perloff resting on his teenage laurels as the family ping pong champion. Yeah. Perloff, <laughs> take your, your stock puppet trophy, give it to your kid, your glory days are gone, and get on with the show. David, I'd like to see you bring your paddle to New York. I will take you down, too. <laughs> I will take you down with your North Carolina-style ping pong. <laughs> oh, really? North Carolina style. I have a low center of gravity, Perloff. I'll spank you. Oh, one of those. You know what? <laughs> Do need that on the ping pong table. It's It was always so easy to figure out the kids who grew up with a ping pong table. You know it immediately. The way they serve the ball, it's like, ah, oh, you grew up with a ping pong table. You mean, you mean that fancy sort of sidearm yeah, thing? Yeah, they got these weird, yeah. like... Like Frank Caliendo used to pull that out. He used to come all the time, and he'd whip out his... He'd travel with a ping pong racket of his own. Or pa- paddle? Yeah, racket. paddle. Paddle. He had his own paddle, and it In was In a crazy. case? Oh, yeah. He was <laughs> obsessed with ping pong. I mean, is that like someone showing up at the pool hall with their own stick? Like, Yeah, or even worse, when you show up with your own bowling ball, which yeah. is one thing at home. I know guys who travel with bowling balls. That feels like a really <laughs> stupid thing to do. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, but also, are you just like hustling up a, a game at a lane somewhere? When, one year, I was working with a lot with ESPN. A lot of the truck guys, the, the camera guys, yeah, right. all they do is they go to these different cities and go to bowling lanes and compete in bowling and drink beer. And just like hustle people? No, they play against each other, but okay. they, they are very competitive. So you know how big an advantage. You're from Binghamton. Everybody's got their own bowling ball, I assume. <laughs> I mean, probably they do. That, that actually <laughs> probably seems about right. Uh, Jared is in Las Vegas traveling with your own bowling ball. I've never heard of that. Uh, what's up, Jared? How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. <laughs> Thanks for having me on today, Maggie Perloff. Um, first, I wanted to comment on, on Perloff giving fashionista advice. Are we really going to take our fashion advice from Andrew? Didn't he wear basketball tights to the studio? <laughs> yeah, those were dope. What's wrong with that? Performance yeah. pants. For me personally, that is that is the worst basketball look. That that coincides with the 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 NBA downfall from from the nineties that I love where it was grit and heart and pride to whatever we have now. It you was mean, the, the yoga pants or what brought down the league? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I totally yeah, know what you for mean. Me, it, for yeah. me, it totally has, actually. To be, These young guys come out, and they have the full they have the full pant leg, they yeah. have the full shirt leg, and they kind of look like ballerinas more than NBA players. I totally understand <laughs> what you're saying. It, it totally signifies the pampered nature of, of the AAU class that, that now – you know that now is NBA basketball. <laughs> I'm not signing but, off on that, but, anyway, but okay. I I digress. I yeah. digress. What I wanted to talk about was was Tim Brown, and um, you know, first of all, great interview with uh, with Tim Brown. He's a legend. Um, first jersey I ever bought back in when I got my first job in the in the mid '90s. <clears throat> first first purchase I made was a Tim Brown jersey. So nice. thank you for having good purchase having that guy on. Um, I. I think he's spot on when he said that 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 uh, McDaniel's put himself again in the same position. You think the guy would learn from what he did the last time? But come in immediately, alienate your your franchise quarterback, um, start start gutting the roster to the point where now you have you have backed yourself in a corner where if you don't make the perfect decision, it's going to be a disaster next year, and it will be a disaster next year. I wholeheartedly believe that i don't believe that tom brady wants to anything to do with mcdaniels and i think it'll show when that happens 
we'll see exactly how people really feel about Josh. Um, it's interesting we don't hear anything from Cutler or from Marshall coming out since they see this playbook come, playing out exactly the way it did in Denver. I just feel like it is a disaster, and we're all going to sit back and watch this dumpster fire take place. Man, Thanks for my time. What wow. a prediction, Jared. Hell of a call. Coming in strong on Perloff fashion and then over to the Raiders. Yeah. Was it Kyle Orton was on one of those teams too in Denver? I mean, I I don't I forgot that he was there with Color. All I think about is the year he won a playoff game with Tim Tebow, which I know, is one of the, the great miracles of all time. <laughs> well, when it's Tebow, and the then, miracles just so come. They, then they drafted <laughs> somebody the next year, right? Was it Cutler? No, who did? Yeah, was it Cutler who came in next year? No. So they got rid of Tebow. They passed on him. Let him I go. I thought Josh McDaniels' first year, why am I thinking I'm picking up strong he Kyle Orton vibes? Definitely could have had Kyle Orton. I thought he had Kyle Orton, and then but they then he drafted gave, Tebow. But then he gave up on Tebow almost. In, oh, Peyton Manning came. That's why. Yeah, then it was 2015. No, 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 no. No, Peyton Manning came in 13. In 13, you're right. Yeah, so he gave up on Tebow to go Peyton. But it was he, Kyle Orton was on that team. It was for it, for Denver when when McDaniel's got there. It was it was Kyle Orton, but and maybe it was the year before that he alienated Josh uh, Jay Cutler, right? When he had uh, so wait, Shannon. so why didn't he? Didn't yeah, co- that makes sense. But he didn't coach Peyton Manning, did he? No, he got fired. He had one season, then got fired midway through the second season. Oh, yeah. So wait, Tim Tebow did he start after he won? Did he start the next year for them? Yeah, remember they picked him in the first round. No, oh, no. Oh, oh, the next year after that? Um, in 2011, the starting quarterback, Tim Tebow, did start 11 games when 7-4. and four, Kyle Orton played a little bit, and that was about it. Yeah. And hmm. alienated Cutler. Interesting. I mean, Cutler's got a podcast. I wonder if he's talking and about And, yes, you're right. It was Kyle Orton in 09, McDaniels' first year, with a little bit of Chris Sims sprinkled in. Was he on that team, too? A little Chris Sims action. All right. Oh, boy. You know, I thought it was interesting. First of all, I think the fan base would turn on Josh McDaniels in a heartbeat. I don't I don't think there's a lot tethering. Yes. Yeah, thanks. Stu was ready. <laughs> <laughs> Stu's like, where's my mic? I think it would turn on McDaniels in a heartbeat because he came in this season and the beginning of the season, you dug yourself in a hole so big that all of a sudden you felt like you had this really good team and they completely disappointed. So I don't think he's ingratiated himself to the fan base at all. Then you have the Derek Carr thing, which I don't know how ticked off people are about that. Maybe, maybe some, maybe not others. And now, what do you do at quarterback? I mean, Tim Brown pretty, did not mince words there. Tom Brady should not be part of the plan and said, McDaniels has painted himself into a corner. Because we had a tough time figuring out, if not Brady, and if not Rodgers, and Rodgers, let's be honest, that feels like a little bit of a long shot, but if not Brady and if not Rodgers, then who? It's not an easy answer. I threw out Geno Smith. I got laughed at in the chat. <laughs> Lamar? That's a long shot. I think I screwed up something, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little lost here. Was John Fox the coach <laughs> yes. who coached Tebow into the playoff win? <laughs> no. John Fox was the coach in 2011 after McDaniels got fired in 20 or after 2010. Okay. When did and the the game where they beat the Steelers? Yeah, the, the Tebow Miracle game. Yeah, that was 2010. That was 2010. Okay. All, all set? Uh, because I've seen something different. Well, I mean, it either happened or it didn't. <laughs> Perloff's going to work on that. Oh, they played. the Okay. Look on that. We got to make sure we have this all these ducks in a row. 
I'm sorry, no, 20, 2011 was the year they beat the Steelers. That's correct. 2011 with John Fox. Man. But yeah, well, I've been making that up. Fox, it, I've been was, saying that all year. It's just that McDaniels drafted, drafted Tebow. Then well, he didn't Fox even get to win there. with Tebow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He got fired after they went like 3-9, and nine, and he so got I, fired. Haven't yeah. I said it multiple times this year that Josh McDaniels won a playoff game with Tim Tebow, and I was dead wrong. <laughs> I think in the lexicon of like NFL history, we all have thought that McDaniels won a playoff game with Tim Tebow. I think that's one of those myths out there that's just not true. Sorry about that. <laughs> because nothing. We don't accept no, but, your apology. And, and the reason why I didn't even think to correct you was because in my head I was like, of course it was McDaniels as that coach. How but about right? this? I'll do you one better. McDaniels as the head coach has never played in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, so there you, go. <laughs> you can't win with Tim Tebow in the playoffs if you're not in the playoffs. He's also never lost in the playoffs, though. <laughs> Undefeated. Yeah. He's undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Poor Stu. Eight. Poor Stu with his Raiders. Eight and eight uh. the first year in Denver. Got fired after a three and nine start in Denver and then went six and 11 this year. And that's it for the Josh McDaniels resume. Yeah, I can understand why he's maybe on the hot seat if he doesn't figure out this whole quarterback. <laughs> yep. He's got to be praying for Brady to come. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Unless they've got something up their sleeves drafting a quarterback, that might be a little bit better job security. It wasn't for him in Denver, but... When you when you read those record numbers, though, it didn't sound good, Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. What was the first clue? Uh, okay, coming up, we've got some... We've got a lot to do. We've got awards to get to. We've you got, got to explain to me, and I need to hear... Somebody's got to explain Scott Rowland to me. And it, I'm putting it on you, Maggie. Come up I've with a case. I've got to be the one to defend you have Scott to Rowland getting in the Hall of Fame. Yes. All right. If I somebody, must, I must. Somebody explain it to me. Also, attention to the Grainers. Uh, Perloff as an against the grain coming up later on in the show. You don't want to miss that. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. You can hear us on CBS Sports Radio all across the country. And you can watch us on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Come on in. Hit subscribe. And come hang with us. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So I need help. I I read the headline last night (laughs) that Major League Baseball player Scott Rowland will be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I don't get it. Give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. If you're as fired up as I am about this, I know Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame might not be the biggest issue during the week of conference title games, but this guy's not a Hall of Famer, Maggie. Why? Because the eye test says he's not? The eye test. Baseball... What numbers say that Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer? Okay, so listen, when I hear the name Scott Rowland, I also don't think Hall of Famer. I'll give you that. When Scott Rowland started on the Hall of Fame ballot, he had 10% of the ballot. You need 75% to get in. Yeah. So in the last five years, he's went from 10% to 75% without hitting a single, a double, a home run. It's kind of crazy. But what happens with baseball is that the numbers – are so much a part of the sport, and the new statistics that people keep finding to describe baseball make you take a second look at guys like Scott Rowland. So turns out that his war of like 70 is basically the average of guys who are in the Hall of Fame if you take out the relief pitchers and the Veterans Committee guys. He's actually the ninth best third baseman of all time. If you look <laughs> at the metrics, I'm telling you. Seven of them are, are you, already in, and, Bel- and Beltre is... is uh, on the ballot next year. As a defender, he's an eight-time gold glover. I so mean, what? I Listen. Beltre, by the way, is definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's well. what, yeah Beltre's yeah. definitely in. So that will, so it's going to be. Beltre's a way better player than Scott Rowland. I watched Scott Rowland for years in Philly. 
He was supposed to be the savior, and they couldn't win more than 60 games when he was their best player. And he wasn't even that good. Well, those Philly teams were bad. They were losing 90 games a year, and so I don't think he was getting a lot of attention. And even if you are putting up numbers on a bad team, it's hard to get recognized, especially defensively. But he wasn't putting up numbers, and who cares if he was a great defender? He's a third baseman. What's the difference? But the other thing is, like the maybe like the um, counting numbers aren't amazing for him, even though... As far as like third baseman are concerned, he's 15th in home runs, 11s in runs scored. He's tied for eighth with five 100 RBI seasons, seventh in OPS, 12th in OPS plus if you're into that kind of thing, seventh in slugging. Like you look back at it and the numbers actually tell the story. This is one thing the MLB network did that I thought was really interesting. So Scott Rowland, by the numbers, is the ninth best third baseman of all time. Okay. MLB network did the ninth best players at every position. Give me a, okay. And I'll tell you who they are. Yeah. Catcher, the ninth best, yeah. Joe Maurer, who will be a Hall of Famer when he gets in, when he's eligible. Yeah, first but base, Joe Maurer's not a strong Hall of Famer, but yeah. I Willie, mean, Willie McCovey, a, okay. at first base. Second base, Roberto Alomar. Shortstop, Pee Wee Reese. Third base, obviously, Scott Rowland. Left field, Willie Stargell. Center fielders, Richie Ashburn. And right field is Tony Gwynn. All those guys. It's like if you're going to take the ninth yeah. best of those and, and Rowland is the ninth best third baseman according to these metrics, then it seems like he has to be in. Ashburn took forever to get in. Yeah, that's true. He was not a strong. I know that from Philly. Um, I don't get it. I, I'd like to see these metrics. And also, I think they're overrating fielding. I think the game has changed to the point where everyone knows home runs and walks win you titles. <laughs> I, I just don't see. Scott Rowland obviously wasn't, whatever this combination was, wasn't a consistent winning player. Well, he yeah, was he injured it. for a lot, too. Like, yeah. the injuries really hampered him in the 30s. But he wasn't a slugger in the steroid era. Like, that's the thing. Because he wasn't on steroids. <laughs> but the steroid, it was so much easier to hit in the steroid era because every pitcher was worn down. You, you saw so many fastballs. It, well, the pitchers everybody's were on steroids, num- too. But everybody's numbers went crazy, either if you were on steroids or not in the steroid era. So a third baseman who peaks at 24 homers or whatever just doesn't do the job for me. How about Donovan, who's in Oregon? Donovan, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Perloff, lo- love the show, Maggie. You guys are great. Thank um, you. I've got a really weird comp for you for Scott Rowland. <laughs> okay. Throw out the 2,632 straight games and put Scott Rowland's numbers up against Cal Ripken. And I say that as a lifelong Orioles fan, and the only reason I am is because of Cal Ripken. Mm-hmm. He was an average hitter. Yeah, he hit 400 homers, 3,000 hits. But outside of the, uh, and they were very similar in the gold glove department. But nothing really spectacular. Ripken only a two-time gold glover. Yeah, Scott Rowland an eight-time. Is the Hall of Fame turning into the Hall of Good? Yeah, but yeah. Ripken did it in a different era. You know, Ripken started to rake at shortstop when nobody did that. He was, you know, early 80s. Scott Rowland was doing it the easiest time in the history of the sport to hit home runs. Ripken, I, I think you have to adjust for time. That's the only... And I'm not a huge Cal Ripken guy either. I, I agree with you. He's a bit overrated because of the streak. But I think 1980... He's a two-time MVP. <laughs> 1982... And 2004 are a lot different. That would be the difference to me. Donovan, appreciate the phone call. Thank you for making it. Um, also, he's listen, a shortstop, so obviously. It's, it's a little different. Yeah. The, one thing I think that has gotten people really upset about the Scott Rowland thing is not only is it Scott Rowland, but 
it's just Scott Rowland. It's going to be Fred McGriff is going to be in for the Veterans Committee, but yeah. basically Scott Rowland gets a weekend. <laughs> like, he's like yeah. a borderline Hall of Famer, and he gets the whole weekend all to himself. Yeah, I don't understand Baseball Hall of Fame. I have an uncle in Cooperstown who complains every year about why are these classes so weak. Coming up, a mystery team throwing their hat in the ring for Sean Payton. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.